Holy guacamole, y'all addicted to fear. The Access More Podcast Network has faith-based shows about culture, family, and entertainment without all the other noise so you can discover inspiring conversations easier. Start listening today at accessmore.com. Hey, what's up? Hello. (laughs) This is an impromptu pantry. Yeah, no, this was not the intended topic, but I don't know how I sound yet because we're recording right now. Oh, you sound pretty good. Um... But yeah, so we were going to record last week. We had all these big dreams, and then our daughter got in stinging nettle, and then she got a cold, and then I caught it, and then my mom caught it, and then here we are. So (laughs) I'm like, stay away. I know, and Shay, we've all just, I've been texting everyone, pray Shay doesn't get it, he don't need this mess. Um, So yeah, so we are here today and we're like so right before I, was I don't like, know if hey. I should over energy because I come out like punching and you're like hi no I'm gonna be okay <laughs> I'm gonna get passionate no I think that we were gonna talk about some other stuff that do not worry we will talk it we'll talk about it later yeah, absolutely but um for right now I don't even know where my phone is I'm gonna just be speaking from my heart and Shay Shay is going to carry us spiritual leadership style and he's gonna have the verses and such but this is all about your mental health from a spiritual right. perspective, right? So your spiritual health in the face of fear porn, doom and gloom, focusing on the negative, because it's actually a problem. I think that it has a big ripple effect. And I think right out the box, because someone's probably like, fear porn? What? Huh? I'm fearing I porn? I fear nothing but I, I, God. I fear nothing but God. No, fear porn. Let's 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 break this down a little bit. Because I remember sitting on like couches and, and watching news and watching all these things. It was like I would click on the TV and I wanted to hear all of the bad things that were going on in the world. Right. Like, what is it today? Click, 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 click. Yeah. And then, no, it, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, no, go ahead, it's, go ahead. it's actually them w- making the program so you can be fearful. In the same way porn is made to make you get all revved up and ready for the screen, this is designed to keep you in a state of fear, being addicted to fear. But it's not just you being addicted to fear and therefore searching it out. No, it is them producing stuff with the goal of keeping you freaked the heck out. Not just freaked out, but glued to and attached. Yes, because so, so they're going to they're gonna keep you safe by telling you all the things you should be scared of and avoid. And I'm going to tell you something. People sit there and say that porn pornography is addictive. So is the news. Oh, my gosh. So, so is social media. Yes. So is wanting to open up. Like, okay, you'll have like two sides. You got the guys that are like pre-trib. You got the guys that think they're already in the trip. However you want to look at that. Mm-hmm. that that's, but both sides, they go out there looking for these things. Okay, so the pre-trib side, they're looking at things and saying like, ooh, wait, I just saw this war happen. This war, oh wait, Russia and Iran are starting to talk. Ooh, it's all starting to line up. Ooh, and they stay glued to these facts of negative negativity. We're not looking at the positives anymore. We're looking strictly at the negatives. Because you want the end to come and you know it has to get really bad. So you're just like, oh my gosh, did you hear that the river turned red? And you know, like you get so excited in, in one sense, but it's like, somber in another. Or, or you, know? you got the other side that's looking, I don't know that they're actually looking for anything good. They just want good to take over the world so that Jesus can come. And to wake <laughs> up other Christians, they have to, they're convinced they have to give you all the negative yeah. to wake you up so you'll do right. something. 
Which works sometimes, <laughs> but then you end up doing sometimes the wrong thing because you're woke up in the wrong way. Because just like regular porn leads to rage, fear porn mm. also often leads to rage. And it's not a righteous rage, okay? It's, it's a very worldly driven justice in your own terms, offended that they dare cross you and mm. yours kind of feeling. And uh, so that's what this episode is going to be about. <laughs> Proverbs eleven twenty seven. it says, he that diligently seeketh good. Okay, let me go to a different version. <laughs> I'm, My not brother gonna, went I'm not going to gonna go. I'm not going to bust y'all down on the KJV right now. Let me go to, let me go to, he who earnestly seeks good finds favor. Mm-hmm. Right? But trouble will come to him who seeks evil. Okay, read it in the KJV. In the, in the KJV, you want to hear, you hear it? Yeah. He that diligently seeketh good procureth favor. But he that seeketh mischief, it shall come unto him. Ooh, mischief. But now okay. I can preach that for like 20 minutes. Like I can read a King James Version and then preach 20 minutes. So if I don't have a lot of content, I just going to unpack the verse. Exactly. Look, but anyway, okay, just joking. It's I love all of them. I love the KJV. I have nothing so, against nothing it. Nothing against it. Um, but let's, let's dig into this yeah. because I think we really need to see the mentality behind that. And that really states something there. It says, look, if you seek out evil, right? Mm-hmm. Well... There you go. But he who seeketh good, right, mm-hmm. finds favor. Um, we, we can see this in how we, it always tells us to seek out good things, mm-hmm. to look for, towards good things, to find good things. I think what, back to my, my news and, and, and social media and, and, and hearing all of these things that we would see on social media or on the news, I turned it off. And my life changed. Right. I couldn't tolerate <laughs> any more of the worry, the fear, the 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 unknown, mm-hmm. because that has been what the last few years have been for a lot of us. Yeah, and and we we stay glued. Is this the right way? Is this the wrong way? But usually, when we're looking for this, we're looking for for our positive, right? Which is probably someone else's negative. And so we're looking for these things that are going to guide us back into into what? That's that's what I came to. This right. conclusion, where is this guiding me back into? And I actually watched my family kind of okay, my family <laughs> kind of go through it as well. Yeah. And there was a lot more tension in the home. Yes. There was a lot more divisiveness in the home. Not right. that we di- we disagreed cuz honestly we agreed on a lot of it. Right. In fact, let me tell you how bad it can be. We didn't even disagree, but the house was unstable. Right. And, and when your house is unstable, your heart's unstable, your mind's unstable, the way you, you do the gospel is unstable, the way you share the word of God is unstable. Now the neighbors that are crazy are the neighbors that you just want to run away from and not share the word of God with. Right. And so a lot of things start to trans, transpire from just that desire to find the wrong, to find what's not right and sit there and think how you're going to combat it. Yeah. And I think that's where we're going to sit. Yeah. That's what I've noticed that when you're in that mindset, even if you start to unplug from one avenue, you start finding other avenues that lead to the same thing. So a lot of people I know don't watch the news. Mm -hmm. Like we all make jokes about like who watches the news. It's just doom and gloom, right? It's just slanted with someone's bias, doom and gloom. And then yet you look at who they follow on social media 
And a third of the accounts they follow are people who hashtag tell it like it is about the people we don't like. And that is their job. And that's how they make all their money is by sitting there talking about the people doing the things that make us mad that we already know are happening. Yet we have to hear about how bad it is today. And that doesn't do like at first I was like, well, we need to be aware. And I agree. Like if you if you aren't using wisdom and you have no idea what's going on it would probably wake you up to hear some of the things going on so that you then realize the need for wisdom and then start using wisdom. But that's a, that's a nice, healthy progression versus we got to wake these people up, send them 50 different things that are going to make them mad. And then they get stuck in a cycle of watching and relying on people that are going to just keep making them mad about which school district did what, which celebrity did unsurprisingly something satanic again, which person is no longer what they were born as, which person is, you know, hurting children, which person is this, which person is this, what new things around the quarter, how is AI robbing earth today, Mm. you know, all this stuff. And you end up like stuck in that cycle And some people don't go to godly wisdom and they don't check out of that cycle and they just spiral and then they start questioning and then they start wondering what they can do. What can they do? But really all they do is follow more accounts on social Mm -hmm. media and that and and get more mad. Right. And I'm like, you're not doing anything, actually. You're just watching more fear porn. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all things will be added unto you. Right. Um, (laughs) I would scroll (laughs) hers. Like I would say, okay, let's scroll yours and then let's scroll mine. Right. Because I made this transition a long time ago. And so honestly, when you go through my feed and scrolling, because, you know, we're on social media um, as part of the the game. But but I I scroll through and it's like joy and peace and love, (laughs) all these things. But it's because it's reading my algorithm. Right. It's reading the things that I like. So if you're scrolling your stuff and all you're seeing is the things that are negative for the things that you agree with, (laughs) maybe it's time to change a little. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's time to start sprinkling in some hope. Right. Um, and that is where this really boils down to, because uh, to be, be be open and fair, it's like, you know, you get to a point, especially in ours where, you know, we live in a state that homeschooling isn't always the first option. Now, we're still allowed to do it. We're still allowed to do things. But, you know, they, they push the school system. They push the public school system. And we're like we, we're anti-public school system. And people, you know, might not like that either. But no, we're homeschoolers. We like to homeschool. And so we think about these things and we're thinking about like, okay, what do we believe in? We're Christ followers. We're, you know, we're, we're Christians. We're in an area that's not Christian. You know, it's not the the main thing here. In fact, the main thing here is be who you want to be, be how you want to be. And so then we start watching this. I'm just t- teaching a rabbit hole real quick. And then you say, okay, so they don't like us because we stand against what they believe in. Mm-hmm. So then you start going down that rabbit hole. And next thing you know, you're like, when are they going to come take my kids? Mm-hmm. How are they going to come take my kids? And then you get stuck on how they're going to come take your kids because they hate you. They don't want you to raise your kid the way that you're raising your kid. They want to take over that. So mm-hmm. that's how that mentality goes. And, that, and it's fear porn, fear porn, <laughs> right? It, and and, and yeah. it takes you down into a hole. Now, it's not, it's not unwise. It's, okay, wisdom says you're going to look at these things and say, okay, but let me tell you something. Coming from a person who's com- who has trained, who is combat. I can't stop them. I'm just going to be real. I can't stop them. And so you come to this. This is where I came. This is my rabbit hole, right? I come to this conclusion. I'm like, 
I know what I used to have in the military. I know all the optics I had, all the night vision I had, all of the available resources I had. And I'm looking around my house and I'm like, I got a book. <laughs> I got a book. Right. Like I don't have a bookcase. <laughs> What's that going to do? So you get to this point where it's just like I can't do anything. Yeah. So then my mind changed my mind. You know, let's talk about me, like how I did it. And it was like, I need to start focusing on God and I need to start focusing on people. And I need to get back to what God has taught, told me to do. And that's to share the word of God and love on people. Yeah, because that's the whole thing. The reason the gospel is offensive is because not just because it says that people are sinners, but because you're supposed to love them, mm. even if you don't like them, even if they do everything terrible to you, you're still called to love them. That's why it's offensive, not just from the you're guilty and you do bad things side, because everyone, even if they don't believe that the same things that you say are bad in their life are the bad things, they know they've done bad things. So the more offensive thing is, yeah, you know, that person that you think is going to take your kids or that person you think wants to, you know, throw you in a camp or that person that wants to annihilate you or whatever. Right. There's people on all sides of the issue that feel that way. Yeah, you have to love that person. You have to serve that person. Oh, and on top of that, what's more offensive is you're not supposed to come up with the plan on your own. You're supposed to rely on the Lord to supply and guide your plan mm. and your life. And so that's where a lot of people get tripped up, especially when they are wrapped up in this kind of messaging, because it's not just in the news, right? Mm. It's on social media because it gets them paid. Like, I, I don't know if people really understand how much people get paid when you give them the time of day on the internet. They get paid. And it's not always, you know, they don't get paid for every click and every view on Instagram or such. But when they got 1.1 million followers, when they have like 800,000 followers, they've got clout. Now they can get ad deals. Now they can get access. Now they can sell a book. Now... So they need to keep you hooked. Mm. And if the thing that keeps you hooked is them talking about the people you don't like and pointing out new people that you shouldn't like too, they're going to keep doing that. And I'm not saying they, that, that that's their goal, that that's how they started out. But when they realize a lot of people in marketing, they hear, what's your niche? Well, look at what your audience likes the best. They don't hear the full responsible advice. That's what they hear. So then they go after the thing that's going to get them more and more views, more and more likes, more and more subscribes, more and more patrons, more and more whatever. They're going to keep going after that thing. And guess what that means for you? You get trapped in a box. Right. You're going to keep demanding of them. It's actually called audience capture, right? right, right. You keep demanding of them more <laughs> of what they keep serving you. And now both of you are lost in a false identity. And now you're convinced that these people that he says, we don't war against flesh and blood right. yet. Now you see them as the enemy. The reason I don't go on gab anymore is yeah, no, there's some awesome, super friendly people in there talking about, you know, how to can your jelly <laughs> and how to homestead. Man, I need some canned jelly. Right. And, and how, how to, to no. how to like <laughs> restore old cars and stuff like that. And then there's a lot of people addicted right. to rage. Right addicted to fear and all they post all day is dirt dirty laundry mm. dirt 
ripping back curtains and they're doing it for people that already, for the most part, know. So they're preaching to the choir, making everyone more irritated and enraged. And I'm not sure how much that's improving anyone's local community, but it might be harming it because the effect it had in me, I started losing hope. I started seeing so much of this because I hadn't been exposed to the news in so long that being exposed to so much negativity on a platform and so much infighting, even on theology, when it was just like this Christian Mm -hmm. versus this Christian, they both post good word, but then they hate each other because they think they, each other is preaching heresy that you start questioning what's the point in planning anything what's the point we're all gonna die what's the point like they're gonna just take our stuff anyway what's the (laughs) point because you see every prediction negative prediction everyone's making and they Mm -hmm. all have a little bit of sauce to them and so you're like okay so the reason i backed up from that was because it was starting to taint me and make it harder for me to look outside our house at people who need the gospel as hurting slaves of the devil. And instead I was seeing them as the other side, which they are biblically. You serve God or you serve Satan. But I need to see them as people that I can bring to this side to save, not people that you need to avoid or be wary of because they're the enemy. Right. We, we, We lose that, that aspect of Christ and that love for people. Um, and that's, that's a bad place to be. That is actually a horrible place to be. And we've come to this revelation now. This isn't something like we, we, we've, we started, we've told people that we started that devotion, um, every day, um, since January. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you something. It's grown. It, it's growing us. And it's also opening our minds, expanding our minds and, and, and making us think. So yesterday where, where a lot of this is coming from too, plus some revelations that you've had recently on that aspect of yeah. loving people, right? Right. And learning to love people and not just automatically labeling someone. Right. Um, but we're reading this devotion that's talking about pilgrimage. And it's talking about how they used to travel to go to pilgrimage for the three pilgrimages a year, you know, the different festivals and all that stuff. And they're going like hundreds of miles. <laughs> like, the, like the Jewish people were traveling. Yeah. To go do this <clears throat> up mountains, through through hard lands. You know, they would go all the way around Samaria <laughs> because they didn't want to be around Samaritans. But the Samaritans. But, you know, it's like, but they would go through hardships to get there, but they were going there t- because God was there. We're going to go through these pilgrimages. We're going to go through these travels through our lives as we're moving towards God, right? Because we're moving towards God. Every day is another step towards God. Whether it's going to be a rapture, whether it's going to be my last breath, however that plays out. I don't, by the way, you can tell I'm on Twitter. I just, eh. <laughs> I don't jump on these, these bandwagons or one way or the other. Although I know my position and I stand by it, but, um, preacher, <clears throat> but, uh, we're going on a pilgrimage. We're, we're traveling and we're going towards God, which is glory. Like, like, can you imagine back then, like how close they were to glory, even like in the tabernacle, how close they were to glory, right? We are, are even closer but now we get to be with. And so that is our pilgrimage that we're moving. We're reading this thing and, and I'm going to, I'm going to read something out of it. Um, I can't remember the, the devotion name though. Um, Oh, drop it. It's a seven day plan. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. It's on the, on the Bible app. Um, and so when he gets in this devotion, he's talking at the end of this thing. He says, all the people around Jesus are on pilgrimage to meet with God, but God is already there. Jesus is the one who controls our pilgrimage. 
See, this is giving God complete control. And I like that. Mm-hmm. When I got healthy was when I gave everything to God. Right. When I got healthy, it was like, here you go. Right. I'm done. Right. Right. But, but, but God is already there. Jesus is the one who controls our pilgrimage, like he did for Bartimaeus. God can insert himself at any moment. Moment. Here we go. Whether we are comforted by the illusion that we control our lives or discomforted by the reality that we don't. And then that was followed on because this is where I really got in all of this. As big and tough and bad, bad looking, I'll change that, bad looking that I am, ah, right? I'm a softie, y'all. I don't like conflict. I don't like tension. I don't like division. I don't like any of it. And so I was rereading this verse because this is part of that that devotion is uh, Psalms 126 through 7. And this stems a lot of why we're sitting here today. It says, I'm tired of living among people who hate peace. I search for peace. But when I speak of peace, they want war. And that is the society that we're living in. We're not living in a peace-driven society. Mm-hmm. We're living in a war-driven society. We're looking. We're, we're living in a divisive society. Though I don't agree with things that are happening in my own backyard, I still am called to love. I am still called to share. I am still called to take his message to the people who hate him and not be biased in who I share with. And I think the other important thing to note there with that verse is, yeah, the world is like that. Yeah. Because a lot of us live in the midst of many unbelievers. Maybe you don't. That's cool. But we do. But here's the other thing. Take a pulse on you and yours. Do you love peace or do you love war? Right. Because even believers can fall into this trap because of what you're consuming, where you start to want war. Hmm. And when someone doesn't want what you're serving them up, when you try to give them fear porn, doom and gloom, rage porn, are you understanding or frustrated? Mm. Because I came to this conclusion. It was a very Ecclesiastes moment for me (laughs) where, okay, Solomon wanted wisdom and he kept pursuing all types of wisdom. Well, you get on a place like Gab that's uncensored And I don't think it shouldn't exist, honestly. I think there need to be places like that in the world where people can air things out because God can work in that as well. However, I was consuming a lot of knowledge. I'm not going to say it's all godly or it was all accurate across the board. It might be personal opinion, but I was getting windows into things you don't normally hear on a lot of topics. So I was kind of in my Solomon grind in that sense of, pursuing all this knowledge and you get to this point just like Solomon did where you're like what does it matter (laughs) what level of control have I gained knowing all of this I've definitely gained discontent and rage and frustration and yeah I've gained some understanding that I can incorporate some things that now I've lost a taste for because of what I learned about it cool praise God But at the end of the day, Mm. it it cost a lot. And now that I have all of this knowledge about all these crimes, about all this demonic activity, 
about all this stuff where the receipts are there. It's, it's not a theory. It's a conspiracy against mm-hmm. God. Um, okay, confirmed. A lot of it is real and true. Now what? What's changed in my life? I'm still called to the same thing. Mm-hmm. I'm still called to go out there and preach the gospel. I'm still called to go love those people. I'm still going to be more responsible for the people that God literally brings to me to talk to and love on. I need to pour into my community and encourage and build up other believers to get them encouraged. I'm still going to raise my daughter with biblical truth and a biblical worldview, which renounces all that stuff I'm I'm hearing about day after day. Do, Do I need to know every new celebrity who doesn't do it right? from the world. Absolutely not. I don't need to know the world's business like that because I'm not even interested anyway. But on top of that, do I need to know every pastor when they do something wrong? Do I need to know every pastor who leaves his wife for his mistress and breaks his family's heart? Do I? He's not my pastor. What business is it of mine? If I find out, I'm a prey for everybody involved. But what business is it of mine? What business is it of me to sit and talk about somebody's Easter play? What business of it is like, what business is it of mine to sit and talk about someone's misspeak or someone's theology when I don't even listen to them? Mm. What business is it and what has it done to further the kingdom? Yeah. You know, now there's there's a time and a place because if people are hearing bad doctrine, they, they need to hear, hey, that's bad doctrine. I mean, look, if I got a but, friend that comes up and says, oh, I love this person. And you're like, well, I'd be like, hey, have you heard of this person? They're cool. Right, right. Or, or but I mean, or, even, well, even, even, look, look we're, we're supposed to call out, right? Right, right, right. So right. if we do it in the right way and not create it as gossip, yeah. then it's one thing. Hey, have you ever looked at their, their, their theology on this or have you seen this? Because we got to be careful. We need to just test everything. Right. But what pastors write 100% of the time, anyways? Exactly. That's And I want to, I'm going to, I'm going to, since we're sitting on the couch, I'm gonna, I want to correct something real quick. Yeah. And maybe I've said it in this in this episode as well. And I want to I really want to sum it up and say, no, this is not the way we should view. We should never think of it as those people. Right. Let's think of it. God's created because he loves his creation. And if we get because I mean, I I think I've said it too this this episode. So I don't want to those people like because right there you're already creating the, the, the wedge of division. Now, granted, we're divided on topic, we're divided on our, on our thoughts and what we believe, but at the same time, we all are created. We're not all children, but we're all created. God loves his creation, therefore he sent his son. You know, John three sixteen, one of the greatest verses ever, for God's love world, that he gave his only begotten son, that who should ever perish, should believe in him, should not perish, but have eternal life. But see, I love the second one of that, that he sent his son into the world, not to condemn the world, but in order to save the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when we look at that, we should be thinking along those same lines. Mm-hmm. God didn't save us <laughs> so that we can go out and condemn the world. Right. God, he saved us so that we can share a message that can save the world. Exactly. And, and, and back to Ecclesiastes. So I just want to get that because no, I think that's, that's important that, that we that we as Christians start to think this way. Like, OK, this is God created them. He still loves them. In fact, he called them good. He ain't like he doesn't like what they're doing, but he still call them good. But Ecclesiastes, because you're talking about wisdom and we're talking about going out and seeking wisdom. And a lot of the wisdom that we're seeking is a worldly type wisdom. 
Right. Um, and so let, let's, let's just isolate that real quick. We're not seeking the godly wisdom because honestly, y'all, come on. <laughs> if you're seeking godly wisdom, you'd be sitting at your desk reading the Bible. Right. <laughs> I'm just saying and asking the Holy Spirit for revelation. Right. But but uh, not saying you can't get revelations through other people, but that's just what, you know, let's just stick yeah. to it. So Sol- Solomon in Ecclesiastes really says something even at the very beginning of Ecclesiastes, which is beautiful because he's like from the very beginning, he's just like, there's a time for this and a time for that and a time for tit and a time for tat. I mean, it's just kind of how it works. But then he gets to the end of that first one. And in 16, it says, I communed with my heart saying, look, I have attained greatness and have gained more wisdom than all who were before me in Jerusalem. My heart has understood great wisdom and knowledge. And I set my heart to know wisdom and to know madness and folly. Mm. I perceive that this also is grasping for the wind mm-hmm. for in much wisdom is much grief mm-hmm. and he who increases knowledge. <laughs> now remember what he's talking about and he was talking, now I'm about to finish his last word though, but he's talking about known uh, and to know madness and folly, right? Mm-hmm. And he who increases knowledge increases sorrow. Yeah. Y'all. As Michelle defined as fear porn, (laughs) is only going to bring you to sorrowful places. It is not going to bring you the peace, the joy that he promises, but it's going to bring you into into sorrow, unhappiness, depression, and grief. I like that you read that part because that's exactly where I came to. I was looking at it all and I said, like I ask, what does this change? Hmm. And then I experienced, we're in May almost. So we're in month five and I gave stuff up, I would say in month 10, hmm. nine or 10, month nine or 10 last year. So it's been about eight months since I just completely cut off hmm. my access point to all this doom and gloom and fear porn. And I started unfollowing a lot of the people so that just a few would come through. And I don't, I don't always hit like, and I don't always stop to listen just so that they don't send me more, right? But um, I can tell you this, the argument of, well, how can I keep my kids safe if I don't tap into this? Well, here's the thing. Do you trust the discernment that God gives you through the Holy Spirit when you have a connection with the Holy Spirit? Because if you trust that, and you realize that the more you spend time with God and the more you ask for discernment, that he's faithful in that, then you don't need to go to the world to find out the next terrible icky thing that they're trying to do to our kids for you to know when something in your personal life pops up out of nowhere, you're going to know what to do because you're going to go to the Lord or already have the wisdom from the Lord on how to handle it because you're reading his prescriptive word. And your heart is becoming more and more like him. We don't have to have this heavy burden on us to be watching these things all of the time. It's cool to hear biblical perspectives on Mm. different things. Um, That's that's not a big deal. But when people's names and faces keep getting thrown in your face as an enemy, as a heretic, as the opposing side, as this, hate them, fear them, protest them, you know, And then maybe at the end, they remember to throw in, pray for them. Maybe unfollow those people 
You don't need their content every day of your life. It's not improving your heart. It's making the job of changing your heart to be in line with the way God sees people harder. Mm. Granted, God don't care how quote unquote hard it is for him to do the work. But from your vantage point, it's a tougher road with more headaches and hurdles if you're seeing it from that perspective and you're just so enraged at what there's this verse. Um, I, I want to know nothing among you except Christ crucified. Mm. And I admit humbly that I have not dug super deep into that verse, but I'll tell you what I think of when I'm getting judgy about people, that verse comes to my mind. And I credit the Lord with that because the way I currently understand that verse is it's better to know less of people's dirty laundry if it makes it harder to love them the way God is calling you to love them. And instead, focus on what Christ has already done for them and the work that can be done in them through the Holy Spirit and continue to be a model for Christ in their life. So when I start getting all judgy, when I start getting all rage-filled about something else they're doing, because let me tell you, when it comes for kids, mama bears get mad, okay? <laughs> By design. But mama you can't get mad too. every time every child anywhere has something going on, right? Yeah. Or then what, bal- you're out of balance. So I think of that verse. And then there's another verse that I remember, it kept coming to mind when I first started. So this is again, with porn, you start getting that conviction, you can sear it, you mm. can quench the spirit about it. Same thing with fear porn. When I started getting into all of that, I kept hearing this verse. I think it's in Ephesians. Maybe it's not because I don't got my phone. Um, but it's about whatever is good, whatever whatever is honorable, whatever is uh, praiseworthy. Think on those things. And also, it's not even good to speak of the things that are done in the darkness. Mm. Those two verses which I will go find later, but they, um, I need to memorize them. That's what I need to do. Next, next goal. But, um, those two verses kept coming to mind. The more I would read, the more dirt I would read. And I just kept ignoring it, promising I would stop, but that this was useful. And then those verses stopped coming to mind one day. But I remember to this day that they used to come to mind early on and I just kept ignoring them. And that is the perfect example of what it means to quench the spirit in an area of your life. It just doesn't come because you no longer, you've convinced yourself what you're doing is not against him, but yet he clearly in his words as it is. So we could all day sit and talk about all the things I know too much. And I could sit there all day and tell everybody all this terrible stuff that would ruin your imagination Um, about what is done to people in this sick world that's broken by sin and what would it have done? I can guarantee it it would do less, right? I can guarantee (laughs) it would do less than if I would spend that much time sharing God's love, God's goodness, whatever is true, whatever is praiseworthy, whatever is honorable, whatever is good and shining a light on that. We're supposed to call out sin. Amen. But among our beloved brethren that we can actually speak to and love on. It's not my job to police earth. It's not my job to police every pastor that ain't mine. It's not even my job to listen to 62 different pastors 
as if the one I've got in my Bible ain't enough right. in my busy life anyway. <laughs> um, so who for me, it, it's a concern for them over there, not me over here. And if I'm focused over there, then am I doing my job here? And, and that quickly becomes a distraction of the enemy, keeping us all so rage filled at what's happening over there that we don't do much right here. Right. Right. No, that's good. I think it, it took that season in both of us at different points. Yeah. But I'll tell you, <laughs> love on them. Right. <laughs> love on them. I can only speak because I came first in this in this in this mentality. But you have to love on them. Sometimes you're going to breathe heavy, heavy sighs of, "Ooh, here we go." <laughs> right? Listen to them. Guide them spiritually back to the word of God, where the word of God needs to be. But sometimes it takes the season in their lives um, or our own lives for us to really come to that conclusion. It took me getting all the way down to the bottom of what control do I really have? Mm-hmm. Whatever's going on in the world, I look, pray about it. The, the control I have, pray about it. Look, if I got a specialty, if you got a specialty and you're a lawyer or something and you can fight some of these things, okay, maybe God called you that. But that's, that's for you. Mm-hmm. God has called you there. So he's going to use you there and he's going to give you the strength and the power and the knowledge and the wisdom that you need to be there. Mm-hmm. And, and, that, and that goes across the board. We're, we're a body with many members. Some of us need to be in the prayerful side of this, but none of us need to be in the talking down side of this. We don't have to sit there and continuously, we, okay, you, okay, and I'm not saying don't get in discussions. I, I posted something just the other day talking about this. It's like, why do, oh, I get in discussions on Twitter, but I don't take the discussion and then retweet the discussion and, and, and blast somebody, but that's what happens. I don't get blocked by somebody or somebody blocks me and I don't go out there and or I block somebody or whatever. And I don't go out there and share this blocking like, ooh, look at this. No. Know what I do? I pray. Mm-hmm. I pray not just for them, but also for me that, Lord, make give me a heart that loves, that will listen, that won't just be so prideful and puffed up that I shut every other narrative down, that I'm willing to hear what's going on, but have spiritual ears to discern what's going on. Right. And I think that's more important than having all these hard facts, because let me tell you something. We're being lied to left and right. Mm -hmm. And we don't know what truth is, because watch this. The world is the enemy's world, and he is the father of all lies. Therefore, the things that are coming out of the world are going to be things that are going to be deceptive. And one reason to drive us away from God. And so if anything out of this episode that you hear, I'm driving you towards God. I'm pushing. We're pushing you towards God. We're, We're saying, hold on, shut that down. And seek God. Michelle would come up hard facts. I would come home with a spiritual thought. And guess what? A lot of times it lined up. It was amazing. It was like, honey, I don't feel like there's something not right over this way. And I I just have this spiritualness in me. There's the spirit inside me saying "Mm, something. And she pulled up a tab. I had at one point I had like 348 tabs open of scandalous, terrible, not like lavicious. I think that's the word. Lavicious. Like, okay, it wasn't actually like scandalous sexually stuff. Right. But it was like dirt on this dirt on that receipts on that dirt on that lab findings on this. receipts is a good thing. Receipts is like just things. I had so many tabs and all of them were a discussion on darkness that is like terrible to talk about. 
And so when he would come home, I'd be like, I got a tab for that. Bam. But it wasn't, I never hit all 340. I hit a handful. Right. But what it right. shows in, in hindsight right. is that, did I need the tabs at all? Because I'm supposed to have the godly discernment and support you. You come home with a thing that can, like a feeling that is supported by the word of God. Do I need to have receipts? No. It's great if you have receipts, but you don't need receipts, right? The Ark of the Covenant, receipts inside, okay? <laughs> the budding staff, the manna, the Ten Commandments, there's receipts inside. You may have manna at one time, yeah. But it had a jar of manna. <laughs> yeah. But there's not an Ark of the Covenant anymore. We don't have those receipts. We got different types of receipts, right? right. But that, that was great while it was here, but they're not necessary, because the promise is still the promise and the truth is still the truth. And so what can you do when you're like, okay, well, prayer ain't enough. True, in the whole Christian life, if you just like the whole Christian life, he's not just asking you to pray, he's asking you to do. So what do you do with all this rage and fear with all the knowledge you already have? Maybe you feel convicted right now like I did. Maybe you want to turn over a new leaf and, and, and bless your household with the joy and the hope you can bring rather than the doom and the gloom that you're leaking right now and the fear when you're interacting in public. Okay, what can you do? Because there's actually a lot. So it starts with the prayer mm. because God already wants you doing stuff. You don't have to beg God <laughs> to have you do stuff because he's, he's ready to use you. So ask him how he wants you to be used and be ready for it to hurt you. Be ready for it to cost you something. Because if you actually want to get involved in the things that break your heart, you're not going to get to do it from the couch very often. You're not going to, it's not really going to be a tap, tap, double tap, subscribe that's going to change earth. You're going to have to maybe use your extra money not to go buy stuff over here, but to buy an extra mattress so you can be a foster parent. Right? It might cost you something. It's definitely going to take faith. These big problems, maybe he does want you to go out during a protest and pray and listen to people. But maybe he don't want you to carry the sign that would feel great. Maybe he wants you to sit with the person that has the die babies die sign and hear their broken story. It's definitely more awkward and definitely less comfortable, but that's probably what he's going to ask you to do instead. But that's going to change that person's heart. And the gospel changes hearts and turns them away from evil. And although that doesn't change Earth's trajectory, it changes that soul's trajectory. And he's interesting in saving individuals more than the entire nation, nation map of states and countries and provinces. He's not interested in conserving all that. He's conserving souls. And so that's what when you really want to say, what can I do? If you have a friend who thinks there's no problems, you can pray for them to wake up. Knowing there are problems that Satan is real mm. can help wake them up, especially if they're parents raising kids and they don't think there's no problem with nothing. But then they're like, why is my kid ha like know more about Power Rangers than God? Well, you can be that good friend that buys them Bible man. Okay, but Ooh, right. But um, 
but <laughs> Bible man, Bible man. Um, but as far as just sending people doom and gloom all the time, right. the bad news. Right. Who's stumbled? Who's fallen? Whose music you shouldn't listen to because there's demons in it, etc. Instead of all that, send them the encouragement, and then pray for everyone's discernment. <laughs> I think people forget that it's the Holy Spirit that changes person's heart. Yes. So, so we're gonna wrap this up. Yeah. Um, good points. Good points. No, good points because I think that that's where uh, good episode we, despite everything. Be. Right. No, it's it's like at the end of the day. I'm going I'm to share this, this story, and then we're going to wrap it. I kept telling people I don't do politics. I kept telling people I don't do politics. Some people I respect, I kept telling them I don't do politics. I don't do politics. <laughs> I, I don't know how many times I said it and how many years I said it. Right. I don't do politics. Eventually, and I just said, because you know what, there's so much better, there's so many better things to think about there's God. We can trust in God. Can't trust in man anyways. And, and I just kept feeding politely and lovingly this, this sentiment that there's more to look at than just politics. <laughs> I don't know how many years later, but eventually they said, now I know why you don't get into politics. <laughs> and they have pseudoly backed away. Pseudo, but I, no, they backed away from politics from where it was. Right. And, and they're a lot healthier for it. Right. And so... We're just saying, look, there's other things to our minds keep our minds on things above. Keep our minds on good things. Mm-hmm. Speak good things. Speak life. Um, speak truth. There's No one says you can't speak truth, but there's a way that people will listen and there's a way that people will be combative. Um, watch this. This old army adage. Don't come to me with a problem without a solution. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so I like that. Don't come to me with a problem without a solution. I, I, I'm to this day, I still work for the army. I'm like, I don't need more problems. Right. I, look, I, I, and watch this though. I don't just expect that. I do that. Right. I don't just walk up to my bosses or anyone else and have a problem and, and not come with a way or a thought. I might not even be right, mm-hmm. but at least there's a way and a thought that's been planned out and thought of. Mm-hmm. So look, plan it out. Think about it. Look, pray, pause, proceed. Pray about it. Then talk to your friend. Maybe your friend, maybe you have all this knowledge and this information. Your friend comes up and starts asking you questions. Well, you can share it, but you can. this is a way that you can share it where you can share it biblically because you've thought about it. And so when they come up with this, da, 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 oh, well, you know what? God says trust in him. Like, look, if the fear of man lays a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord is safe. I don't know how much clearer the Bible could be. The world, your flesh, and the enemy want to lay snares. <laughs> But watch, don't, don't trust in the Lord and you'll be safe. Mm -hmm. That's bottom line. You have Jesus. Fear porn has no power. Amen. Amen. All right, y'all. We have a seven day Jesus, not junk food devotional with your name on it at thepantrypodcast.com. And you can also help support our show at patreon.com slash thepantrypodcast. We are trying not, we're not going to be about all these like ads where we got to promote the same stuff all the time. No, we're going to talk about what the Lord leads. Right. And so we probably won't ever get that big. And so your support actually means more than you think it does. So until next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. The Pantry Podcast is also honored to be featured on the Edify app, Spark Radio, Spark Media on Uplifted, and Eternity Ready Radio.